Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of... started man i'm excited there man yeah me too dude can't wait um i was just showing my shirt and just realized it how appropriate this was for what i'm dealing with right now madman <laughs> yeah madman shout out madman yeah yeah are you, are you have you been a madman today <laughs> today was yeah it was very very testing but um we've been moving slowly for a little over three weeks now oh, okay. um dude we just have a lot of stuff you know, when you flip houses and you, you know, stage houses and stuff, you know, you got a ton of, I guess what they call them, tchotchkes and, and extra little things or whatever. Mm. Um, and so we've been doing, you know, a couple of trips a day and using the car and the truck. Um, the big move is actually uh, this Saturday. We remove all the big stuff and everything and move in. So we're moving um, from uh, one undisclosed location to another. <laughs> but um, Dude, it has just been crazy because um, just to give me an example, like uh, last night, um, there was, uh, I was carrying some glasses, you know, and, and uh, they were starting to jiggle a little bit. So I had to kind of go slow on the, on the highway. I was doing 55 and dude, people are pissed if you're doing 55, you know, at 930 at night, you know, because it's wide open. They're like buzzing around me and everything. I think I almost caused a couple of accidents, you know, because I heard some honking, a couple of screeches and shit. And then one dude actually swerved right in front of me and I had to swerve. And, you know, it sounded like something may have broken, but luckily it didn't. Um, So, dude, I thought today I was going to make it, you know, a little bit easier on myself. Had Mm. more more glasses. And so instead of taking the highway, we took Ventura. I never realized how bumpy Ventura is, dude. It is Ventura Boulevard in the valley. Just, oh my God, dude. I, I, w- I would have rather gone on the highway and almost caused wrecks because it was like every single um, street that I passed, you know, just all kinds of crazy bumps and everything. These glasses are just like, you know, jiggling and jiggling and jiggling and shit. Just the most nerve wracking trip. Um, Moving just sucks in general, back. man. Well, then I had to be back in time to take my kid to the chiropractor, which... <laughs> yeah which one's whoa, which which kid uh my son Lennox. he uh about five or six days ago you know he he comes walking in and his head is over to the side like this and i'm going oh no this happened once before but after a couple of days it went away hmm. and this time it didn't quite go away after a couple of days so you know we made an appointment with the chiropractor and 
he's, you know, 11 years old, almost 12, never been to the chiropractor before. And uh, so he watched videos of it on TikTok. He's like, dad, are they going to crack me up and everything? I'm like, yeah, probably so. He goes, oh my God. So he's all scared and everything. I'm like, dude, it's not going to hurt. That's how Gen Z talks to each other, man, through TikTok. They have conversations that I'm just like, these people have never looked up, Googled anything in their life. and They're just talking about it on TikTok. But anyways, go on. (laughs) Oh, dude, it it was hilarious because um, my daughter wanted to go with us just to, you know, see it. (laughs) And she asked the doctor, you know, first she asked me, dad, can I, you know, can I record this? I'm like, sweetie, you're going to have to ask the doctor. You know, he may not want you to do that, you know doctor was cool and everything and so you know there's georgie (laughs) oh it didn't matter (laughs) she's she's gonna do it anyway um so uh the first crack was the 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 funniest because just the the look on his face and then just like wow oh my god you know this guy because the guy like grabbed his head he's like okay kind of relax a little bit relax all right he's always He's like, one on three, one, two, crack. He's like, I wasn't ready for that. He's like, well, did it hurt? No, felt really good, actually. So, um, you know, my, my daughter's sitting there filming the whole thing. I think they probably put it on TikTok or something. Um, so, yeah, dude, it's uh, madman, madman right now moving. Um, <laughs> that's why I haven't posted much lately either. You know, I've just, by the end of the day, I'm, I'm shot, you know. For sure. You know, you know, I actually uh, I, I thought of something to bring up. I'm actually going to a bachelor party t- uh, tomorrow, actually, for tomorrow. our buddy uh, Dave Oliveri, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so if you haven't listened uh, to that episode, Dave Oliveri is one of my good friends. He's a singer songwriter. His claim to fame is, uh, you know, his grandfather brought over the Philly cheesesteak to uh, to America. So uh, if you look up. Uh, the Philly cheesesteak, his family name is credited under that name. So, uh, you know, he's uh, bringing a bunch of good old boys from Georgia. Some of them are visiting um, Vegas for the first time. <laughs> Ooh, that could be and interesting. Amateurs. A, yeah, yeah, we're going to have hangover part four, apparently. You know what I mean? I'm really looking forward <laughs> to it. We're going to hit up, uh, you know, Sophie D, who's been on the podcast, Domo, who's been on the podcast. And, uh, you know, make sure uh, we... Uh, Give him a good celebration of, um, you know, the. Uh, I couldn't even do a bachelor party right now. Man. You know, the idea of a bachelor party sounds like a lot of fun, but in reality, it's a lot of guys who don't necessarily know each other too. A lot of times, you, oh, you yeah. know, and, you know, friends I mean? of the, you're all friends of the. Yeah, the yeah, you're kind of off there for the groom, and uh, you know, I've been to a few bachelor parties in my life, and um, uh, I always get stuck like planning it even though i'm not the best man you're like <laughs> what's up with that man like they're like well james was at a party you know what i mean he knows people like and i'm like you want me to bring the party favors you want me to bring the girls you want me to bring music you know, the music yeah but you know i was like you want me to just party arrange for- the whole thing you know the you want me to party just want to like walk in and just you know enjoy yeah no i would love that but uh you know you got to get married for that I'm, and i'm not doing that for sure that's <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the uh, voucher party this weekend. You know, they rented a house. <clears throat> oh, I'm going to see our buddy cool. Mars out there, actually, too. So much better than a hotel, dude. House, you're going to be able to, like... Yeah, but know, the thing is, like, you know... Someone house, fucks up bad, you know, that's <laughs> not as bad as actually, when you're in a hotel. The house is actually, like, uh, like 
10 minutes away from the strip though do you feel like that's like a little bit too far to like you know 10 minute drive to get like people from the strip to go you know what i mean i'm a little concerned oh Oh, dude, the hell with this. <laughs> yeah, well, anyways, man. I, let's let I, our uh, guest in. Yeah, hell yeah, let's let our guest in today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Gregory Siff. Put on your red shoes and dance the Welcome, Greg. Yo, what's up? How are you? Good. You're sideways. Are, are, Am I are... supposed to be sideways or upways? There you go. That's you go. it. That's this it. Is better? Yeah, it looks yes. cool, though. Oh, Beach, what's good? What's Dude, good, it is man? so good to see you, man. Dude, it's been a minute since I've seen Greg, man. I think the last time I saw Greg actually was at uh, Coenga... Um, corridor like corridor or something like dude. that right oh dude this guy's got a good memory man hell yeah dude and you know it was like at the very beginning of la street art gallery with me and my buddy mitchell uh we were just making some videos for some street artists man and uh you know greg dude you're so awesome to uh participate in that whole thing so good to see you again brother dude i good to see you guys too and i love that you you giving me my fix right now because i've seen you guys talking to everybody and I was like, wow, I just love talking about art. I love being with creatives. And I was like, these guys are doing it. And they've been doing it for a minute. And I was like, how did I, how did this ever fall through the cracks? And we've got, look, we're, we're all doing what we're doing. It's all over a decade later, you know? Yeah. No, man, that's crazy. I was thinking about uh, just the other day, like how long have I known him? I mean, good grief. I remember, I think the first time I actually saw you in person was when um, Brainwash had that thing at that building and i remember uh seeing you like some photographer was taking pictures of everybody or something like that and i saw you there and that was the first time i actually saw you in person and then i saw you at the fame yard a bunch of times and everything but you know and i thought about that and i was like that was 2011 yes that that was 11 the... years bro dude Art has been has been the central heartbeat of every one of those years afterward for all of us, man. And I think I saw your work in the street before I knew you as a as a person, because you were getting up everywhere and still are. And uh, but then, yeah, that was that was at the on La Brea, that big building where Brainwash did the show. And it was that's right. It was such a collision of street art and graffiti. And, and just I don't know, I had just moved from New York. And, you know, in life, we're going through stuff. But, like, L.A. was a place that I could just kind of, like, say, who am I, really? And that's, that building represented that for me. Because a lot of my art there is so early. And it was, like, you know, I guess sometimes we get embarrassed at our first pieces because they're, like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I kind of know. But you could, like, you don't really want to negate it because you want to, like, you want to find the, uh you know, the arc in all of your, in all of the exactly, pieces. the growth, the development. I'm so happy exactly. you said that too, man, because sometimes I have some songs I wrote in the past. I'm just like, oh, why did I release that, man? But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gregory, are you, you're originally from New York? Yes. So, so okay. I was born in Brooklyn and grew up here. Um, I'm in Rockaway Beach right now, um, where, where I grew up in Queens and, um, yeah, I'm in my mom's basement, which basically is the studio when I'm here because Hurricane Sandy wiped out everything down here in 2000. Oh, man. 
And I turned, my mom's like, you know what? I'm not fixing it. You're doing that. You're doing your art. Have a ball, make a mess. Like, so I. Nice. Dude, that's nice. That's a nice space then, huh? Yeah, it, it, it's great because, you know, I, I, uh, I don't know. It's, it, I was a little kid when I was like five, six, seven years old doing, having birthday parties down here as a little kid, but I still feel like a little kid, you know, busting open things and like getting into, uh, I don't know, just lo just losing, l losing time and going in there or like finding time. When did you but come out to LA the first time? So I, I had, um, I had been back and forth to LA a lot earlier because I have some of my great friends had gone to USC and uh, I visited and I fell in love with LA, but I wasn't, I didn't, it wasn't enough for me to like say, Hey, I'm going to get my own spot. And I was so close to my family in New York that it was hard for me to say, Hey, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm, I'm going to LA, but I moved out there officially in 2010, 2009 of December. And that's when like I had, I was doing art way before that, but putting stuff in the street and then, I guess it's like repeatedly, like, like it's, it's like one of those things that just like, you, you know, you know, the feeling it's like, you're laying oh, down. Yeah. And so I said, LA is really the spot for me to do this because I felt like I could do it. Like I didn't have to like check in with anybody. It was like me and, and the city. So that's where, that's what, that's why I always, and I'm still in, and still in LA, but um, being busy going back and forth is, is key too to see family. Absolutely, dude. It also gives you, uh, you know, as an artist, um, a lot more appreciation for the efforts, you know, it takes to, to be there and here, you know. Um, so let's take it back to New York when you were growing up. Um, what, uh, what was like your influence that got you into art? So I had always been, I, I don't know, I, I was never like, I was always into expression, music. I was in the opera as a little kid. 12, 13 years old. I went to a school, uh, Lawrence Woodmere Academy in Long Island, and a bunch of us were just like theater and um, yeah, art class, Miss Shillelagh's art class, like Fimo Clay. Like I just always loved comic books, action figures, movies. I was always concerned about like, how did they make the Ninja Turtles look like the Ninja Turtles and like Batman 1989. Like I, I was sick because I was like, I wanted to figure it out and I wanted to like be it, you know? So, um, but it was, it was the leading into like a career in acting, which I had done since I was like 12, 13. I worked in almost every medium in, in acting from like the Grand Theft Auto game to, you know, musicals to um, modeling to, I tried, um, I tried almost everything, but it wasn't enough to get me to the thing. And I guess that sort of, um, that sort of rejection or that sort of like no nah, you can't play with us type of thing mm -hmm. perseverance I, man <laughs> that, that perseverance too <laughs> yes I, I was just like well you don't have to audition to do a painting you just do it and, and it's done and it's there and no one can say anything else about it so i started like you know gravitating toward, toward artists i be became friends with 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 you know art artists that i love their work and i just became yeah you know, like anything my my best friend matt says i'm an extremist like when it comes to things, like I just like, you know, I try to ingest as much of it as I can, books, music. And my, my mom would always bring up, you know, I guess all of us grew up around art. Like there's paintings in, in, in the house that have like had effects on me and my. Was your mom and, or dad an artist or anything? No, uh, and not painting and not, not visual art. My, um, 
my dad was in the restaurant business and had like a huge catering hall in Brooklyn with my uncles that like Victoria Gotti got married at and all the New York Mets, Lee Mazzilli. I, I remember the 86 championship world series Mets partied hard there and I was scooping Italian nice. ices and I was there for that. So it was, it was, that was a really cool thing to see the tops project. And I, I know you love wow. baseball. I've, I've seen yeah. a lot of your pieces and, uh, that's yeah. what blows me away, you know. I mean, uh, every once in a while, you know, this is how we visit these days. You know, it's like you go and you check out each other's Instagram, you know, and that just that was really uh, flattering. I appreciate your uh, your recent, you know, um, I I'd done some portraits of of baseball players on actual baseballs, and Gregory actually put a comment for tops on one of them, which basically means you're calling attention from tops to a oh, yeah. that I've done, which. I really appreciate that, dude. That was very cool of you. Greg, well, I, know I, you, I know you did some collaboration with um, Tops as well, though, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. That came through um, later. Like, it, actually, I was finishing a show in Tampa, and there was this project called Project 2020. And it was like 20 artists, the year 2020, um, and 20 of the most iconic baseball cards. And they're like, what would you like to, you know, what's your take on it? And I said, okay, I'm, I'm just going to do this for fun. I, I was going to do it because, of, you know, Tops is, we, we all grew up with, with garbage pail kids and, and baseball cars. And I don't know, man, I just. Pokemon cars for the kids nowadays. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. We had it good. We had it pure. We didn't have ass phones in our hands. We were like, you know, tactile beings. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, so that came through. My manager, Lisa, called me up. And she was like, they want, you're going to have to do like a different card almost every month. Can you do it? I was like, yeah, I got it. And I mean, it was, it was with all the stuff going on, you know, it, you, you want to put your best into everything. And that first project took off because obviously we all know what 2020 was. It was, you know, stay inside and situation and that, like I saw, and your, your got your podcast got a lot of people through that, that era. <laughs> Hey, yeah, because you, people all of a sudden had extra time and it could easily hop on Zoom, you know? So yeah, we had nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah, and we were already here too. I know a lot of people started some podcasts like during that period of time too. And we were just like, it was kind of weird for us. At the beginning, we were always kind of like, hey, when can we get all three get together and then try to coordinate some like grand date? And then like nowadays, it's like, unless there's a special, special occasion or something like that, like there's a live event or something like that, like, you know, we're, we're just going to do it this way because it's so much easier and the, the recording is so much easier and everything like that, too. You know, so uh, you lots changed. You guys have built your mojo up because you're homies and, and it's like and it shows. And, and just just to see all the different guests and the, and the verse, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I, I a lot of the guys are my friends and I just thought it was really cool. Like, I didn't know that about them and Madman and your, your Al Diaz episode just like I was like, whoa, I was like, this is so cool that that. You, you guys first of all you 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 are art you create art you're your best friends and why not why not be a part of that and Dude, in some way so or another much, i mean thanks man honest, we, honestly, we figured out that this is actually also kind of therapeutic for us as well you know when you're um doing something like this and you're bringing appreciation to artists you know they love that and anytime you do something for somebody not expecting anything in return uh, it's like a neuroplasticity. Um, I don't know if you know anything about that, but it's, uh, you know, you do things like this, it actually can help you, you know, spiritually as well as physically. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, if we were doing this, you know, to, to make money, 
you know, it wouldn't work right. Yeah, know? this is this is exactly this is just this is about the artists. It feels good to talk to artists. I've had times where I have the worst day, the worst day ever, and I come this close to calling James and saying, "Dude, can we just push this one, man? It's just not the day." The wife and I are like, and the kids are driving me crazy, you know, and. Um, you know, and uh, as soon as I get on and I start talking to him, all that stuff just goes away. And then, you know, talking to him and all of a sudden this artist comes on, you know, and then it's, I get out for, and I'm like, yay, hey, you know, <laughs> I just love it. So damn good. Like, you know, such, I think like for visual artists, it's a pretty like solitude discipline, actually, to be painting a lot of times. And uh, <laughs> um, I just feel like for us, for me, especially not exactly being like a visual artist and just kind of being a part of this community, it's an honor to be able to find out like the inside scoop. Like I remember like back in the day, like when we first started doing videos, it's very hard to get the trust of people. So it's like, who the fuck are you? Some mm. trying to make some fucking video. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, and that's what I'm saying. I always appreciate you, Greg, at least just saying what's up. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're good. Dude, energy, I, and I love that. You know what I mean? And now it's like we get these like, in-depth conversations with artists and to me um you know I, i'm kind of like a new artist man like i was a corporate guy in the past and now i'm kind of just developing and developing is a big term i learned on this podcast actually because it's like you imagine everybody to automatically be so great but they need time to develop actually you know and just talking to other artists makes me feel not so alone because it's like uh, you know when you suck at something or you're trying to get better at something and then uh you know you hear other people's story and it's like hey man like uh, you know, their whole struggle and strife. And it's just, uh, it's an amazing story. And I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's an honor to be. You know, that reminds me, too. Gregory, I, whenever I look at your, you know, your feed and everything in your artwork, um, I just, I feel like you never struggle with anything, you know? Oh, I'm, can you enlighten this a little like, bit? Seriously, man, I'm like, well, I was just, I was just going to say to James, I was like, sometimes it's the best thing to suck because like my, my best paintings are the paintings that like people are like, what's going on there? There's like 10 paintings under it that, that are like, I like that. I got to paint over it. And then it builds this meetup. And then it just, it has this kind of history of back and forth. And then, I don't know, you start finding tools that you normally wouldn't use, whether it would be like a, a, a knife or like, I don't know, mixing some old markers that crack them open. Like, I feel like I do struggle a lot because the struggle for me is I found, I, I love telling stories and symbols with outwards, with minimal words, poetic kind of like symbolic things. And I want to see how that grows, but I don't want to leave it away because I know everybody, I know it's a language that people uh, come to me because they know we, we could speak that together. Like that makes you feel like, you know, like, like I, I always bring this up, the, the bull on my dad's ring. And when I put the bull in one of my paintings, it's like, yo, my dad's right there. We're good. It's, it's a good one, you know? So, yeah, I guess so that. I feel like, I mean, the more you do it, the more you learn to like let things like you did that and you and you let that part go and then you kind of build with, I don't know, it's it's a crazy hike. It's it's a hike, man. And you find all these different things on the way and you're like, so I'm done with that part. I'm not going to carry that anymore, but we're still staying on this course. And I don't know how to explain it. I, I know you you got teach you feel you feel this way where you're oh, you're dude, like, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Layers. It's, it's layers, you know, developing layers. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it feels really good to, to hear you 
saying what you're saying, you know, with, with struggling and everything. Um, but, you know, I've, I've, I've mentioned this before, artists who have an easy, you know, uh, easy times, you know, and, and never really go through much strife or, or crisis or anything like that, their artwork's not going to be that, you know, provocative or, or outstanding, or there's not going to be as much to it as an artist who has been through hell. You know, who still wants to keep going, you know, the, there there is a vibration on paintings when you're going through something. And it, I mean, it might not even be what the painting is about, but you could tell that like this, there's I felt I felt like coming to L.A. and like where, you know, I went to NYU and I studied communications. I didn't want that job. The acting thing wasn't working barely. I, I, I couldn't afford health insurance. My mom's like, you got to get a job. And it was a really like. <laughs> And I was like, I just don't, it wasn't like I don't want to conform, but I just knew it wasn't going to be for me. So when you're in the position and you're in your studio apartment with your stuff around you and you're like, tomorrow I'm posting these t-shirts, that's for sale. This is for sale. Tomorrow I'm going to put all those stickers up. Um, I'm going to go to this show that starts to book like, you know, um, it infiltrates you and then you're obsessed with it. And then every day you like, and you're like every day and the, you, you grow a little bit more. The, the, the day is a little bit better because, you know, those 10 different seeds you planted, one of them started growing. And I feel like if you don't have that moment, you know, if, if everything comes right away, like, yo, here's the 50 G's great painting. Hey, guess what? You know, you know, people, I, I feel like it happens a lot to musicians and, and, and artists and actors too, where they're like, it's like a, what do they say? An overnight success. And yes, yeah. you know, still looking for that. The success is, is, is every time we're on the blank canvas and we're like, now what do we put there? So I don't ever want to get comfortable where it feels like that. I, because it, it really isn't about the money. It, it, it's about, does that piece say something dope and awesome about me when I'm not here anymore? Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Man, it's, it's, you know what? Yeah. To be honest with you, I used to be a little jealous um, that uh, you were getting like all this work from all these, you know, big clients and everything. And I was like, man, I know I, I can do artwork just as good as his at least, you know, why am I not getting this, you know? And then after I met you and, um, you know, got to see what your energy was like. And I remember I came over to your studio one time, we did a little trade. Dude, um, and that, uh, that day I asked you because before that, I was working with a couple of different charities and um, like three or four, I think, you know, I was like, man, am I, am I spending too much time doing this charity stuff or whatever, you know? And I, I remember asking you, I was like, uh, so Gregory, how many charities, you know, do you work with? And you said at that time, you said 16. I was like, holy fuck, man, <laughs> I, I am, I need to, I need to up my fucking effort here, man, you know? And then every time I've ever seen you, in like a gallery situation or around people or whatever, the energy is just amazing, you know? Yeah. And the hustle is there as well. And that is what it takes, you know? If you don't have the hustle and you don't have the energy and everything, you don't put those efforts out there and you expect something, you know, you're just fucking with yourself. Dude, that, that's perfectly said. And I think that, that's where my acting situation went, where I was kind of like in the same kind of way and but but when you're doing it and you and you you basically put out this this i uh you put out this stuff you, you put out the siren call and then the and then a manager you know lisa lisa falcone who uh i know eddie 
Eddie Donaldson was with the Coanga Corridor and that got me onto there. And then I met Lisa and then you, you start doing what you love and then the people who love you come. And, and, and uh, you can't keep score on it sometimes. Like I, I, I also do that too. And I think the scrolling thing on Instagram you gotta i i fall into it i go to causes thing i go to these guys that are that are like i go to i go on christie's and i feel the same way and i'm like wait a minute man this is you're in a different movie right now don't stop jumping out of like you're playing you're playing super gregory brother you know you're you're, you're on your video game stop trying to go do that because we don't know i don't want to abort this mission i don't want to try and like but it's cool to be inspired and then just take a minute and be like okay you know, next three hours, uh, I'm I'm gonna paint instead of just like. But it's, it's instead very of scrolling, dude. Yeah. Man, th- first of all, thank you for just saying that, man. Because I, I like you, you know a lot of people. I mean, not in the street art world. I, I we haven't met too many big egos or anything like that. You know what I mean? But it's just like just to admit that. Hey, I feel those same feelings too about different artists, man. <laughs> like you know, what I mean, <laughs> I think it's like we're always jealousy is like a map. Or I'm just saying, whenever I feel those feelings. Not so much jealousy, but just like, hey, I want to be where that position is. That's kind of a map of where you imagine yourself to be in the future. So just kind of keep on following that direction, too. Exactly. I I, I stayed up many a night looking at videos for, of of Shep, of uh, Curtis Kulig from Love Me, of Retina. I would go to, to, you know, that known gallery and I would just look at so much, so much beautiful work. And I'd be like, I know I have this in me. It's not there yet, but I know it's there. And I would try and be like, what are you saying, man? Like what, you better make something dope. Like if you're going to wear your own, you better be cool. <laughs> like so, I had I to like, that, <laughs> dude, man. So let's kind of start talking a little bit about your art, man. Cause I really want to kind of get- wait a second. Wait a second. Okay, when ahead. you were growing up um, in, in uh, New York and Brooklyn, uh, what kind of music do you remember listening to when you were growing Sorry, up? I forgot like, to what? ask the music question. Uh, the music. Yes. And I'm be honest. Like, I've got, there's, there's a couple of phases of my life. Like, so yeah, you know, too, I guess yeah. growing up in the car driving, my mom played Billy Joel glass houses album front to back. So like, it's still rock and roll to me and just like big shot and all the Bill, Billy Joel was like, my mom had that pump in. I mean, there was a lot man. of stuff, but that's yeah. like kind of like what, I, what cassette tapes began for me. And then like them, you know, I went through, oh, let's go to the, I want to go to a concert. It was Vanilla Ice. And then my next concert was the Rolling Stones, but I didn't want to see the Rolling oh. Stones. I wanted to see Counting Crows, the openers, because my mom wanted to see Rolling <laughs> hey, They were Stones. big in the 90s, man. They were, they were huge. They were huge in the 90s. Man. <laughs> and then I got to be in the pit in the 90s for Nirvana, Soundgarden, mm. like that, all, all that kind of like Bush, stp all of those things and then from then oasis and then also then the hip-hop came in with naughty but naughty by nature and nice and smooth so i always loved like like grunge rock um and uh and east coast rap i a, a lot of the stuff that i think jay-z the the volume one volume two like i yeah. didn't really you know, it's I so didn't... funny because when I growing up on the West Coast, like, honestly, if you just turn on Power 106 or, you know, the beat at that time or, uh, you know, you don't really you never really heard what East Coast rap very, very, you know, very little. And then I'm sure it's on the same West Coast rap was just developing. It was a different kind of vibe. 
and um, you had to go search for it, and there was no internet, right? So it's just like some somebody had had a CD that they burned or a tape that they copied, and then had to pass it on to you, you know, or you had to go to New York and go. <laughs> go to those places right so i don't know it's a different time in terms of growing up with music man but it's so cool because i can definitely see these different styles of grunge and hip-hop influencing into your art man i mean um you have such a unique style man and um i'm just wondering like what you know what are the how did the whole like small images start and uh i don't know if i'm calling it right the right thing but what's what's the name for kind of like the style that you know, like they, I, I always listen to what everyone says about them because then I can almost understand them a little bit better. <laughs> they're Gregory glyphics instead of hieroglyphics. They're Gregory glyphics. Oh, yeah, God, I like that. I, I, I like that. Um, they, they kind of became like first. First, they were just like faces with words under them, and each kind of one had a different expression and uh and had a different word and that's when i first when i did the first mural like that because i was doing all this step by the way much props like stencil work and that devout your your uh i mean you've truly mastered that teach and i've seen that in the stencil that you gave you gifted me that that portrait on the on 2016 of that uh show and i just I didn't really, I actually never ever held a stencil with a screen and with all those cuts and seen it like that. And then that you went out and put that up on your own and and put me up when my show was on. That was like, I I was speechless at that point. And um, I know you, I I made that portrait for you. I was like, what what more, what else could I do? Because I mean, you took a risk and you went out there and you just bombed my thing up for me without even that. It was just like, that was, (laughs) that's the type of gift that, you know, I, no one I will, I will never forget. And that that piece is still hanging up in my studio. And I look at it all the time because it, you know, it reminds me you're 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 amongst you're amongst your friends. 20, out here. 20 actually told me that um, he was like, yeah, he still has that. And he keeps it in that. That that feels great, man. I got a story for you about the piece that uh, that you did for me. Um, so my kids were um, wanted it. Both of them wanted it. And um, at the time that we you know were moving into this house and uh, you know, deciding what was going where, they were doing jujitsu uh, classes. And so they fought it out for it. <laughs> I love uh, it. It's in my <laughs> daughter's room. It's I have in your twins, room. you know, them twins, but my daughter won it. I mean, she, I think she choked them out. I don't know if it was, uh, <laughs> a, it was an arm triangle choke, I think, that she got them with. I like oh, how man. you're allowing this teacher. Like, you guys want it? Well, there's two of you. You got to fight for it. <laughs> I love that story because I thought like because what I love about my painting sometimes and I thought that people were gonna I thought you were gonna say it's like oh it's like a coloring book and they colored it like I want my oh, art no. to, to inspire uh, to to make you find the artist inside you but I like that it found the fighter inside of them and that that was that was great but that's uh, in my daughter's room right there you see that yes wait a second the, wait a second there we go that's the yeah baby teach awesome, that's that's uh gene labelle up there that's a stencil i did of gene labelle he's a jujitsu guy and uh, wrestler or whatever but yeah there's a piece that's my daughter's bed right there um little chair next to the bed lamp and everything and I that love- is that is where it is <laughs> oh yeah man. that's Dad. beautiful beautiful by the way um it's okay someday my brother will choke her out and he'll take it yeah <laughs> in the family for sure that's not going yeah. anywhere Whoever chokes whoever out, you know, we don't, we don't hit here. You know, that's, that's one thing I wanted to make sure of with my kids. Um, my wife got them into Taekwondo and I was like, that's, that's nice and everything, but 
I'd rather them be able to take someone down and put them out without hurting them, you know, and be able to stop them without hurting them, you know. I mean, so. and most Taekwondo is like dance fighting, you know. I mean, let's face it, they're not really, they're not really teaching the real Taekwondo, you know what I mean? It's like yellow belts or something like that. Right? Sh Shotokan is like, is, is, uh, I, I studied Shotokan and for yeah. three and a half. And that was when you had the kumite. It was you get the hit and you're out. Like there's no, there's no pounding. And it, it kind of was like uh, you know the point system and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, dude, but, I had this conversation with a couple of ladies at at their school one day. It was hilarious, you know, because they were talking about, well, my son did this, you know, this karate class, you know, and this and the other. And I could tell that they kind of, you know, because I don't really ever wear anything nice when I was at school, you know, they kind of like looked down on me a little bit because they had nice clothes on and stuff. And so I just kind of eased myself into this conversation with them. And I said, look, you know, um, your kid's good at karate and everything. Can he stop someone without hurting them? What do you mean? I was like, well, um, you know, if someone's coming at them. Uh, can they stop them without hitting them or something? You know, my son can stop someone and put them down and hold them and keep them there. It's almost twice his size without getting hurt. You know, if your kid hurts another kid, you're gonna, you're looking at some possible court, you know, some people getting sued and stuff like that. And I was like, my kid does jujitsu. Good point, good point. That's one of the only few times I had where I, I felt like some kind of victory at, the, at their school. You know, usually it's, you know, the principal's like, yeah, your kid's uh, he's a little, you know, all over the place and everything. No, I'm the Dude, that's that's something to be proud of, man. Do you have any kids? Not... Do you have any kids, Gregory? You know, it's crazy. I have, I got like three godchildren. <laughs> I, I'm like that's a godfather. That's the best thing to have, man. I'm yeah. telling you, bro. I, but you know, I when I, my, I was so close to my dad, and like you know, he lived. He was 85, and that was a big turning point for my artwork too. Was like when I lost. Well, being an artist, that type of thing connected me with him in a deeper way. Mm -hmm. but, uh. I always said, like, if I'm ever going to truly, you know, fully know my dad, I'm going to have to become one. But there are many ways to become a father. And, I, you know, I, whatever, you know, God's got me right here right now. So I, I don't know, but I don't have any kids at the moment. Um, yeah. And uh, my girl has a daughter and and i'm i'm not you know anything but just like i want to be the best person i can be to to someone like you know and um i'm learning you can have all... a, the fatherly influence you know yeah um, and you know that type of situation um you know that's it's much better to instead of trying to be fatherly you know um yeah. to be an example like you just said for them that's to follow that's that's the best thing you can possibly do you know it's like this right here on my arm be the change you want to see you know 100 percent i uh i i love i love i love seeing and it inspires my work too is even like through baseball but i was going to get back to the other thing but even with baseball or just you know kids and their and their parents when sharing a game together or shared experiences with parents and kids and i see that from you know like whether it's a a father and a, a daughter going to an art show or, you know, a father and son at a baseball game or how, however it plays out. I, that, that gets me like, I just get flickers of me and my father and it's just like, okay, I, I, wanna, I wanna remember sometimes and put that in those stories. So those little elements are basically like people, places, moments, abstract gestures, things that look like things. I'm like, oh, that does look like a, uh, you know, 
a, a, a baseball bat or an ice cream cone. And I kind of like find my art, just like you said, th- talking about it and, and finding that like that therapeutic edge to what we do when we when we paint it and the, and the release of that is like that it really is mostly you know for me and i and i love uh i i was doing the stencils with these squares back in 2010 and i thought i was in an abstract mode and i was making these stencils like hand cut stencils spray painting squares doing these these murals and these very arduous style of painting and i was like why am i doing this i'm not enjoying this am i and i was like i didn't really i like the outcome but didn't and they said, well, what do you really want to do? And I was like, well, I like drawing faces like like in a comic book with the top the top corner where it shows the characters that are in the comic. And I was like, well, what if this is your comic book, your life? And you just put these you're going to see this in it, this in it, this in it and this in it. Like, you know, your mom's in this I episode. I see. Lemonade. So it kind of was like foreshadowing, foretelling. And I don't know, art, art is really hard to 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 verbalize and you don't want to give up all of it because I love hearing other people's perception because that's almost even more you know exact than than the intention because exactly a lot of times people see themselves in the art and interpret in their own lives too you know um that's what and that's how you get to know somebody oh that's true and you know we always say on this podcast like art creates discussion right so uh you know anything that's uh creates discussion I think uh you know, we can label that as art. So it depends on how people interpret it. So I love that, awesome. man. Dude, I think once, like- uh, once you got out here to LA, um, what was like the first big uh, job that you did, um, you know, that you can remember, like a big client where you're like, oh, wow, this is fucking cool. So the first big, so getting all the art out into the street and, and meeting my, you know, I, I just saw a bunch of different artists and the, and the way that they kind of like, I, I met artists that don't show their faces and I met artists like my, my, one of my great friends, Louis Canazaro, Louis XXX. He's not a graffiti. Have him on too, man. Yeah. He, he's brilliant, man. Like his paintings are just painted in such like a, 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 a manner that's, I don't, I can't even describe it. It's poetry in its own. And I'm just like one of, one of our friends said, the genius of Lou isn't where he puts the paint, but where he doesn't put the paint. And I loved that. I love that. It's not exactly what you paint. It's almost like what you don't. It, it, it's so I, I, I really, the first big job, and I guess like I didn't know of it until like selling the paintings through galleries and you get out, there was a lot of street art galleries in LA at that time. And if it wasn't, <laughs> I've been in, in any of these things. I mean, there was, there was, there was a bunch of them going on and I was like, oh, you know, paintings were 300 bucks. And you were like, whoa, I just made 300 bucks. Like that was a, that was, <laughs> thing but then when i guess the biggest like jobs were the the people that fell in love with my art and and that was like the sight unseen they had they they had like like yeah we like this guy's stuff we want to rent out a place like everyone would ask me like what what don't you have and i was like well i got to get out of this studio apartment because i want to paint bigger things and i couldn't fit things through the doorway and like i i uh i guess the that led to the siren studio show where where your style of painting the 20 by 24 like black and white with the primaries that style i did a hundred of those paintings and i made them 200 bucks each that night and when everyone walked in everybody saw you know those everybody saw themselves like oh i'm you know i'm dope and i and i'm you know broken and i'm wild and it, and it was so cool i was like wow 
you're making paintings for the people. Like this, this is, people are, are actually like, they're all gone. They sold out. And that's when I was like, wow. Like now we've, and then um, Eli Consilvio from the, uh, from the art reserve, he helped curate that show. And he's the one who told me, I showed him nine of those paintings. Cause I liked the number nine at that time. I still love that number, but John Lennon's favorite number. But then he was like, can you do like a hundred of these? Can you do 91 more? And I was like, I was like, what are you? And I was like, okay. And I went online and like, try to find the cheapest canvas of 20 by 24. <laughs> they showed up to my house or my, my, oh my gosh. And like that's that, then that changed my whole perspective. Like you can, you can never, you have to say yes. Like you can't say, well, you can't go, well, that's kind of crazy because that would be like $4,000. But that's kind of crazy because how am I going to get the time to paint all that? You just have to go figure it out, you know, do it. And wow. some of them dope and some of them came out a little, you know, and I did them in one swoop. But that was that was the first thing that led to attention. And and, and it got like so my, my, my if I was to give any advice, like make a big gesture, like do something big. And and now as I'm as I'm painting now, like I, I think the next pieces I want to do. I want to do a series of large canvases so people go, oh, oh, that, oh, that's how you, so you're an artist. Now, when you say large, about approximately how big do you mean? Well, I always had an idea, like, well, I, I love the term garage doors, like something that could fit over a garage door. Oh, wow. That's large. Like, that's definitely, that's very large. <laughs> well, so hey, it depends on who you're talking to. You know, I've been in houses that have walls that that's true. Yeah. command those size of paintings, you know, and if you don't have anything that's that big, they might not buy any of your work right and and then you have to as you as you're in it you hear different galleries and like yo this is london so don't make anything too big because there's not a lot of space in a lot of the flats in london and then you're like okay well now i have to work in this size and i mean we can we can work on anything but i think one thing artists don't like is like don't tell me what to do ever like just don't don't tell me because <laughs> You don't know the measurements of what that means. Like some people make paintings 33 by 33 or, you know, 7.7 .7 or there, there is meaning behind every like digit number. And, you know, sometimes it, it's like, you don't want to like ever tell an artist what to do because he, he, that's their recipe. That's their, you know, that, that that's what they're that's their path. And you don't want to take them off their path. Completely. And I, and I, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still figuring, I, I don't even, I don't even know if we're ever going to figure it out, which is the cool thing. It's like, we just got going, like, I don't want to figure it out. I just got the right equation, the, the magical equation. Yeah. Cause, cause even when you think you do, it's like, it's like, I, I always think about it in the music and like the, the, the artists that you like, and then they hit the first album so great. And the second album, or, or <laughs> it's like, how do you maintain that? How, like yeah. I, how am I getting older now? Like, how am I going to age? I, I, how am I, how am I, I don't, I want to be authentic to who I am, but I don't know. It, it, the growth is a, is a, is a beautiful process. And <laughs> it can be beautiful and it can also be Ugly. really, really rough. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what other, uh, what other countries have you had shows in? Wow. That's really, that's, that's great. I haven't had, uh, full on solo exhibits in other countries, but I've been involved with group exhibitions. Um, I, in, well, in Beirut, there was the Belvedere Gallery, which Whoa. was, 
yeah, the Belvedere Art Space. I had I was part of a group exhibition there, and and that was a crazy story because, you know, uh, it, it was very sad because they had that explosion and th that happened on um, the water over there, and that this you know these these art lovers came to LA and picked out paintings, and we had a bond, and I painted their sneakers, and it was these two brothers. And this horrible thing happened and all the art that was there, it like it exploded. And, mm. you know, one of one of the men passed and it was like it was crazy. Paintings got destroyed. A, a lot of lives were, were destroyed. But it was like, wow, these paintings were in Beirut. And that that was their 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 route, you know. And I remember the day, I, you know, we posted a thing on Instagram that day and, you know, the, the I feel like I met the best friends of my life because of art, because of painting and all, and all the other things that I've ever done. I've met some really great people and I have like my best friends from high school. And, but like, there's things 20 knows about me that nobody knows. There's things that you, that you guys know about each other. When you work with somebody and especially in kind of like a, you know, in a kind of street sense, you know, when you guys are out there and got each other's back in certain ways, like no one will ever know you. Out. Dude. Oh my gosh, it's it's a so so. Did you, I, when you were younger, did you ever get uh, any in any trouble with the cops when you were doing any of your graffiti? Well, I didn't. I never really got into it in young young ages. Like maybe in two thousand four, I was like writing on some dumpsters, but I never. I got. I never got in trouble for for doing that stuff because it was like I, I wasn't young. I I I found it later on in life. You know, I was like twenty nine when I when started to yeah that's awesome man and i just saw just the other day you had a uh you know a piece that you did out on the street i think it was at the bottom of a light pole or something like that uh and it's like it's raining outside today yes awesome i do that other in beirut other than beirut what other where are some other countries you've been in okay yeah so so yeah so everything like prayers out to to the belvedere art space and and but we did have a um you know, Lisa, really, I, my, my manager, Lisa Falcone, she's been in, in me in the beginning. And she was like, out of, out of everybody, she said, you know, I, I never had met any, I was like working with galleries, but never met anyone like, I want to be your manager. And she, she saw something different. She said, like, you're a star and I want it, I want your art to be in the right spots. And because of her, we've done exhibitions in Nantucket which was one of these places that I went to when I was younger. And I loved it, this little island that's just magic in the shape of a heart. And the Samuel Owen Gallery, we, I did a show in um, the Hamptons in East Hampton with a really big dude in the space now, Todd Kramer. He's like very big into, uh, he knows a lot. I mean, he's launching some NFTs in, in a really big way. So, um, but I'm trying to think out loud I've I've had friends in London and visit London. I've had collectors all over the world. But what other ex exhibits have I done internationally? Like I haven't had a full-on exhibit uh, hmm. solo exhibition, but I've I been think involved. It's too soon, my friend. Yes, maybe it's these big garage doors. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, there sounds, you go, man. That sounds awesome, Thank man. Dude, it's so cool that you. Um, how did you get you and your manager meet? I'm always just curious about that. It just yeah. Well, oh, by she, the way, a little side story. Um, <laughs> she doesn't like me, and um, it was when she was dating Eddie, and uh, I don't, I don't, remember, I don't want to go over what exactly happened or whatever it was, but um, 
the uh, I, I don't I don't care. Did they you know what I mean? Ethan yeah, yeah. I like her now. I like her now because she's done so much for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If she hadn't done so much for you, I could care less about her. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was like, oh, Lisa, uh, whatever, you know, and Eddie was, you know, when they broke up, whatever, he's kind of like, yeah. A and, long time. Um, but you know what? As, as all these things that she's done for you, everything's forgiven. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, mean, I just think it's, she's just doing, it, like I said, an amazing job, man. I mean, your your work definitely is special, man. And it's like, yeah. definitely des deserves to be in the right places, you know what I'm saying? So I'm always just like, Hey, how can, uh, you know, I always want to learn a little bit more about the business. And it's just like, um, I think, I think you, uh, she, she taught me gravitas with my art and how special and how important it is. And not to like, even though you love it and you want to give it and give it and give it, you know, like that Van Gogh quality, like, which it's good for the, for the charities like that, that come, they start to come and it's beautiful because then you start to go like, well, what charity do I, these kids you want to like, you have prints that are made for that. Then this certain places get paintings, certain, I, I worked with a lot of them, but like then to also maintain for your own, for your own thing, like l let's not put this everywhere, like for, for, to help people. Yes. But let's figure out where you want to see it and like, and carve out, you know, she, she had a very, she has a very, you know, upper echelon place for my work. And she just knew, you know, whether it would be um, Saint Laurent or um, high-end, you know, uh, galleries and collections. Okay. Yeah, we just came from this show in Miami um, at the at Surface Magazine has started that, which are great, a great magazine for artists and for profiles of portraits of artists. But they they have a space called Surface Area, and I was and I was able to do this show. Because of uh, because of her, you know, intuitions as this is the right spot. And we did this thing and I got to tell this story called crazy chemistry about, you know, having this magnetic connection with somebody and like pursuing that all the way, like without any fear of, okay, you know, like just the heart without any fear, like a heart in progress. And I got to paint a show. And I think it's important as you want to get all these collaborations and you want to make money to do what you love but never do anything that doesn't seem genuine to your to your to your story but you have to kind of like every year or two you know or or three whatever your pace is you know is 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 make a show or paint something that's all about you and 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 there's nothing you know wrong about that look at all the self-portraits that have been painted by mm. by uh vincent and picasso and like i feel like we're yeah <laughs> Rembrandt, uh, Matisse, everything is a, uh, everything's a self-portrait. And I, and I love that because I can, I can see, I can see who I was and who, who, you know, who I want to be in, but yeah, so you, it's so that, that vulnerable, to be honest, you, you know what I mean? And that's, it's commendable that you're able to do that. I feel like a lot of people, it's like, ah, oh, it's easier for me to touch something that's not me actually. Right. You know, because it's like me is such a sensitive subject. I feel, I feel like, you know, yeah. so it's, it's awesome. And that's what we're going to fall in love with is, is like, and one of my acting coaches told me that a long time. He goes like the thing that you just, the thing that you hate about yourself or you feel insecure about, whether, you know, it's your, it's your hair or your, whatever you're short whatever is in your head those are the qualities that people are going to fall in love with the things that you want to hide are the things that are going to you it's it's so weird because 
you know, I, I was, I was always, and I was always trying to hide those things as an actor. And then as an artist, I'm like, yo, I don't know. It I, is. I, yeah. I it's all about story. <laughs> you know, the real story, not yes. the made up story. This is the real story. This is the real thing. Do you like, miss acting at all? I'm just curious because, uh, I, you know, you're, you're, you're so successful in this one field and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't miss, uh, you know, like, I don't miss that instrument. I don't, mm. I love, nice. I love my hands and I love being able to use that to get it through. I love that. I mean, I, I'm not to say like, I, I don't think I would pursue, you know, put energy into acting. If someone's like, yo, we're doing a movie and you're, and you, you know, you would be great. And so it's something that would work. And I'd be like, oh, okay. I got, I have like, you know, the day to do that or, but I don't, I don't know. I, I found that release. I'd rather like get better at becoming a sculptor or, you know, figure out how to, you know, hand sew jackets, then put all of it into like pretending, emo you know, feigning emotion to play a Being character. real instead of uh, pretending to be fake. <laughs> Dude, 20, always tell me that too. He was like, it's so funny. He's like, you were an actor trying to be fake but why would but but as an artist you have to be as real as you can for people to connect and it's like that's it's what such that's a, why it has worked so well for you you know you've been real um your work yeah. has a story you know what i mean uh, a lot of times it's hard for artists uh that do portraits um to sell their work because you know uh there's even in i know in uh in this guy over here his uh his particular um nationality or whatever they don't they don't put portraits of people up, you know? They, uh, I did a big portrait of this uh, famous um, Asian guy in, uh, in James's building that he was in for a while with, this, with the office. And, you know, it was great, you know, some of the people like, but then they painted over it because they don't like having portraits of people inside. But your work is just enough to where it is, um, leaves some up to the imagination of what is actually there. You know what I mean? And that engages the person to kind of use their own imagination. And then, you know, that's the story right there. What I love about your stuff, man, is that like, it seems like it's kind of like scratchy, but when you actually look at it, it's like, no, every single- Dude, good luck. Okay, good luck doing that. You know what I mean? Good luck being, you know, drawing like that because it's easier to draw exact. Well, <laughs> Well, here, than it is will... to draw kind of yeah and also but i'm just saying that it's like every single mark has intention i see when you do your stuff it's like yes you that's have very, that's said it, better yes you, you know what i mean like you know exactly it's like how it's gonna be while it's like if i were to try to emulate something just like makes up some sort of like portrait like yours i feel like mine would be like a lot more hairier. I'm. I don't have the uh, proper. No, it looked like shit. <laughs> I don't have the proper uh, term terms for that. But I'm just saying that it's just like you know that it. You're kind of just like a bunch of little strokes, but like yours is very like in, with intention. That's all I'm saying. Thank you for and, noticing uh, too, because I I had to. I'm so happy you see that because to some and the quick it looks like a, a a scribble or a doodle or emoji art or whatever. But like for real, for me to do it, it's like I'll get a picture of like somebody or something, my uncle, a, a place that I, that I had my first kiss, like all these kind of crazy things, not crazy, but just like life things go in them. And then and then you go to the next one. And it's like it's kind of like you can't sit in it. And that's how like it's, it's kind of cool coming back to home because I have like unfinished paintings here because I'm, I'm always like in and out. Hey, mom. 
and like I look at the pieces that are unfinished and I, I add a little to them each time and I'm like I like things that that you know this is this whole life even when life is done it's it's unfinished there's no like okay we got it all done and it's like it's this completely so some of my paintings look unfinished because you, you know what that's that's part of you know who I am it's, it's you haven't part reached of that part of your life yet to finish it yeah you, you gotta uh, we don't want the game to end so yeah, keep I, that, I, I got man. I got a awesome. I mean we only have like 10 minutes left man but uh um, I gotta ask man you know since uh, I'm a music producer and teaches a street artist so we always kind of do this uh you know music and st uh, street art thing going together man you did a collaboration with a great dead mouse man so uh you know my my mentor is good friends with him and uh john pignato and uh he you know he remixed all his stuff man and obviously dead mouse is like one of the masters of the genre man so how did that come about and uh, just tell us a little bit about that okay get this really quick 2012 one of my friends is a movie director and he's like yo man dead mouse is going to be in this scene in this movie and I want you to do the artwork and have a projection playing in the movie of your art. I need you to do dead mouse faces. We're gonna do, use the song strobe and go for it, my friend Brad. <laughs> I did in 2012, a ton of drawings. This dope uh, photographer came, made this flip book version. This video was insane. I was like, this is so cool. Guess what? Hollywood came back and it was like, you know what? It's cut out of the that scene's cut out like we don't need your thing i'm like oh man no one gets to see it goodbye and i mean all these dope dead mouse drawings laying around the treehouse studio if someone would buy a painting i would give him one uh-oh is this he's, oh, showing, he's he's pulling it up we're just yeah pulling it up. yeah so then um so then cut to 2021 lisa says Dead Mouse is doing NFTs and they're doing some work. They 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 want to do an NFT with you. Are you cool with that? And I was like, Yeah. I was like, yes! actually, show them this video from ten years ago, and they loved oh it. I was God. like, I thought that was done, and I did it. I loved his music and I loved it. And then that, then we Lisa and I were like, Well, what else could we do? And they they had and uh, Mike McGrath from from Dead Mouse's team. Like, let's do some paintings. Let's do some prints. Let's do a, a luggage bag. Let's do like, it just became, and then I went on tour with him. And then, you know, Dead Mouse is very like, he saw my work and he's like, oh, cool. Like he was testing me. He's like, oh, wow. looks like a, like, like a four-year-old did that. Like that was one of the first things he said. And I was like, that's my man. That's exactly what I was going for. And then he came back again when I painted the mural and I, that made me say, okay, when he sees the mural, I want to show him the best four-year-old version of it. I was like, I took my time with this mural in a small cap, uh, um, a level one cap. And this thing looked like the dopest version of every dead mouse head. And he saw it and he like, he respected it right then and there. He came over and smoked a cigarette and he want, he's like, I want to buy one of those NFTs. Like he, he was like, I want one. And I, I thought like, this guy is so cool because he's like you teach. He's going to say what really is. He's not going to, he's not going to not, He's going to say what's on his mind and say it. And that's the way it is, you know? And I love that about him. And then we did, I did a, a I did a painting that we sold and um, he came to the studio and not only did he just come to the studio, sign the painting, he sat for like 30 minutes. This dude, this dude's super busy, has a coffee, sits there. And we just start talking about like, 
do you do Photoshop? Do you do like just an artistic conversation like we're having? And I was like, that's the that's where real artists are. When they take the time, he saw the studio, he sat there. When you're in, when you're in that space, like it, it was really cool. And I mean, it's consistent, it keeps working. We keep working together. And I, I really do hope to do more with them. But yeah, awesome, one of the man. Amazing, man. That only too. took about 10 years to develop in nine, nine years, I guess, right? <laughs> wow. Dave? I, I, used to, I used to listen to his music back in the day and not even know if it was pronounced Dead Mouse yet. I thought it was Dead Mouse 5, right? You know what I mean? And <laughs> I, I would like, yeah, I would go, like, I would tell my friends, I'm like, dude, there's this new dude, Dead Mouse 5. We got to go check him out at the club. And this was actually before he was wearing the uh, mouse head thing, you know what I mean? So to me, like, bad respect, man. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, the whole... I just thought when I saw those, like, and especially I saw that I'm going to pull this one up right here, the the painted uh, helmet that, that you did with, you know what I mean? I was just like, dude, yeah. this, is, this is so awesome, man. And uh, I've been uh, a couple of those. Those were, uh, that was a great day of the dead mouse was in, uh, in Miami and in Denver. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the mural. And dude, I was going through a crazy time in my life when, yeah, there oh, we go. Wow. And That's he put funny. that on. I didn't ask him. He walked over and he put my helmet on and sat in front of and stood in front of the paint. That was dope. And I put the other one on, both of us. But, <sighs> that was awesome. And That's, I was going through a great crazy shot. That was happening. I was like, you know, you, you know, it was like God was like, okay, things are nuts, but stay tuned. Like, just keep painting, keep going. And I and I just that that will always be uh that will always symbolize a certain place and you know the inspirational I, I, um story man because you know as far as persevering and just keeping going and everything you uh you, you never know and i also love uh that you have pieces that that aren't finished yet you know that you that you keep around forever you know i was, um, I, was I think i need to do that too because you know i get into a, a habit of you know okay if that's been sitting around too long oh that's yeah. so cool um, and then i'll say that this is a clock look there's dust coming off of it this was from 28 and like i i look where's the clock and then it says hologram and then i'll add numbers and the next time i'll come here it'll be like well what's going on and like i was putting these around like these unfinished guys that are you know maybe sometimes i shouldn't finish them and but they're good to they're good to like come back to New York and make it's one of the things I love about coming back home is like I'll peek my head down. You know, when you when you're working on something, you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning and the, the light is a little different and you're like, oh, that's what you look like like that. I kind of like you better now. Like it's <laughs> yes, I love indeed, it. man. Well, dude, you just saved a, a few paintings that are uh, that are in my studio that I was thinking about, you know, just blanking out and starting over again. I'm thinking I'm going to let them sit around for a while now and and uh, see uh, see what if they have anything more to say in a little while you know yeah let them marinate you know marinate exactly. i love it man because to be honest it's just like like uh you know you really really allowed us to kind of get insight into your mind today gregory man and i really appreciate that man it's like it's cool to uh you know have someone with someone dude how can he not he's so real you know what yeah, i mean to be able to that's, share, uh, that's what you get so when much, you get gregory sif you get you get the reality <laughs> And no, no longer the actor trying to be something that he shouldn't be. Damn, yeah. thank, Dude, thank I, you, T. I, you know, we, we got to kick it with this guy when we we're around. We're like, you know, we know you're super busy. Uh, All three know. of us need together get together in real life, and in LA, beer or something. Yep, that's a must. 
because I did, it, it's been way too long in person and like, yeah, I mean, we're just going to keep doing this. So yeah, exactly. We ain't going anywhere. You know, we're, we're all, we're all yeah. going to keep on doing it, man. And when the paths cross again, man, I'm real looking forward to it, man. So, uh, Absolutely. well, you know, so tell us, uh, you know, w- anything that you have coming up or anything like that or anything you want to plug? Yeah, I got, I got a couple of c- coming up. Um, couple of the cool things. Well, I'm in New York right now for NFT New York. I'm, you know, very new in that space, but still, you know, operating and doing it and uh, got something going on. Space is new too. (laughs) Yeah, the space is new too. And I'm not very proficient in like pixelated things, but uh, I I do have a really cool collaboration that's coming out in in August um, or, or September. It's Bogner. They're like the Louis Vuitton of ski gear. And it's all kind of like, um puffer jackets and beanies and i got to be very involved with the team they're in germany and and it was like the it's a full-on collab and that's gonna drop and i'm very excited about that because i was like looking at willie bogner's story he he built these like hats with cameras on them like all stunt ski photography and he and olympics and it was just like really cool to like you know take in all that information and put it through you know, my, uh, my, my megaphone onto the, onto the clothes. So that's going to be cool. And, you know, just did this crazy chemistry show. I've got, I've got a few things that are not completed yet, but that's probably what I could talk about at the moment. And, um, Hell yeah, but dude, yeah. I, lo- I love your skateboarding videos too, man. I mean, uh, I love that you're still doing it, dude. That That's awesome. No, no that's my godson. Oh, it's your godson. That's my godson <laughs> wearing the, wearing the hoodie. And, yeah, yeah, and- yeah. That's sick. Yeah, at first I thought that was you skating. I was like, dude, how do you know he was mad <laughs> skateboarding thing? You know, and then I saw the more of the profile. I'm like, no, that's not him. That's my god. Shredding. Just uh so you can see that. Um Randy Fox. You recognize that right there, right? Oh yes, yes. That's from the book from the walls book. Yep, this is in our next house that we're moving into. It's right up there. You got it. And then of course, your- uh once we move into that house, they're going to have the kids are going to have to fight it again to see who wins your piece in their room. Guess there's a, a, a diptych coming up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, dude, this has dude, been thank awesome. Thank you so man. much. Yeah, thank for you for joining so us much. today, it's bro. It's so good to see you and great yeah. to visit with you. For, for, I mean, you guys, I, I sent that email out late at night and I was like, oh, I, I was like, I'd love to, I'd love to, to talk to you guys. And you guys are just like, Thank you for listening to me and, and, and having me share my story and reconnecting because that's the best part. Definitely, man. And, uh, you know, definitely we'll reconnect again, man. So uh, drop your social one more time, man. It's been a pleasure having you. Yes, uh, at Gregory Siff, D-R-E-D-O-R-Y-S-I-F-F. Hell yeah. To the audience, uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us today. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes and follow us at PTTP Show. Love you guys. Take care and peace.
Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.